Today's episode is being sponsored by Kingsley 1945 watches. To check out the Kingsley 1945 collection, go to www.amitdevhonda.com and click on the Kingsley 1945 collection on the upper right-hand corner. On today's episode, I want to talk about will the supply and demand game that the mainstream luxury watch brands are playing come back to bite them in the ass? So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on there, watch fans? It's Amit Dave Honda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I want to talk about something uh, very real, something interesting, and something that I think is very important. So, I'm noticing more and more that uh, the mainstream luxury watch brands are playing the same game as Rolex is playing, um, which Rolex can do. I mean, they. A, they're an independent brand. They've never been owned by a conglomerate or a group. Yes, they're in trust. They're a nonprofit organization. They have, they're the most powerful watch brand in the world, uh, for sure, by, by far. Um, they can do it, and they've been doing it more or less in some capacity for a long, long time. Um, but they've never done it to the level they're doing it now where they're just not making many pieces available to the retailers and that trickles down to the customer that creates more of a demand globally uh that that sends prices skyrocketing in the secondary market uh people are forced to buy these watches um at a premium because they can't get it at their retailers because there's no watches to be had and it just creates unnecessary I'd say animosity towards the brands um, from the consumer, which is, you know, you definitely want to make the customer happy. You know, you don't want to lick anyone's balls. But at the same time, there's a way to do things. Now, Rolex is a complete anomaly in the business. The way they operate, there are very few brands who can do what they've done and do it well and do it successfully and have the strength and the power and the influence that they have no matter what they release. Um, I'm seeing uh, some similar things, not just with watch brands, but with some jewelry brands. There's a particular jewelry brand uh, that, you know, is very well known. I would say it's what Hermes is to handbags, they are to jewelry. Um, You know, every woman... um, who is informed and has a good education on jewelry and style and fashion um, definitely wants to collect at least one of these pieces in her collection. Um, it's very traditional piece. It's a very elegant piece. It's, they make very evolved pieces, timeless pieces, pieces you can pass down you know, to your daughter or your grandkids or what have you. Now, we're seeing in those cases as well that a regular piece that's, you know, let's say four grand is now going for $10,000 in the secondary market. So there's no way to get them at the boutiques. There's no way to get them at retailers if retailers don't have them in stock either, which they don't because nobody has any product of the stuff that's selling that's in demand in general. And so people are paying eight, nine, ten grand for that same $4,000 piece. Now, I see how 
this is going to really, in the long run, you know, cut the nose to spite the face of these brands if they're not careful. Um, it's it's a problem. I mean, it's not like they, the the brands cannot push a button and make more pieces, which obviously the minute they do that, the desirability for their brand is shot in the in in the head. You know, it's like okay, game over. But at the same time, if they continue to do what they're doing, it's just going to send people to other brands. And that's whether they care or not, or whether they need the business or not, what brand doesn't want more business? Um, I understand from an economic standpoint that a lot of these brands have definitely made less pieces, definitely limited the number that retailers are getting. Because you've got to remember, the more the less pieces there are out there, also the less credit they need to extend to their retail partners, right? So if they're less out there, then their their risk and liability is not as great as it would be if they, you know, had it available everywhere. So from from an economic standpoint, from from the watch or in jewelry company standpoint, it's very smart. But on on the, on the other side of the coin, um, it's really not that smart because it just makes people absolutely batshit crazy mad. Um, you know, I've I mean, listen, people are getting fed up with what's happening with Rolex, what's happening with Audemars Piguet, what's happening with Patek Philippe on certain models, um, and that. You know, also, you know, there are more brands as well that make one or two pieces that are incredibly hot, that are incredibly sought after. You know, Langa and Zöne has one or two watches in their collection. IWC has one or two watches in their collection. Vacheron Constantine has one or two watches in their collection, you know. And now it's it's spilling over to jewelry brands, you know, like like crazy. So I just think that, you know, look, it's never going to be a perfect situation. You're never going to make everybody happy. And I get that. But, you know, I think a lot of these brands, the ones I've mentioned and others have definitely, you know, taken advantage of the of the COVID situation where they weren't in production for a while. There was no distribution because of it. It helped these brands for sure. Uh, you know, like stay relevant, stay powerful, stay in demand. And it helped prices soar in the secondary market, making them much more desirable than they've ever been. But at the same token, you can't deliver a piece. And the only way to get it is through a broker. um, And you're paying double, in some cases, triple. That's not fair to the consumer, you know, like at all. Like, I'm not saying that you have to push a button and make millions of watches or, or pieces of jewelry but come on enough is enough this is really like you know kind of taking the piss out of the client really forcing the client to go elsewhere because why should they stay loyal to your brand okay it's hot everybody wants it at some point you won't be the hot blonde on the street you won't have your 15 minutes of fame everything is cyclical i've seen it a million times rolex is probably the only brand in my opinion, that I've seen from the moment I sold it like 25, 30 years ago to now, where it's been hot, it's grown to be even hotter, and it will get even hotter because they're a commodity. They have made their brand uh, like a currency, which is incredible. I've never seen anyone in my life 
any brand, from any, you know, any genre, whether it be watches, cars, music, it doesn't matter, clothes, it doesn't matter what it is. Do what they have done with the amount of watches they make and still capture that strength, still capture that desirability that I've arrived at and still be that benchmark of success. But again, even if, you know, there are, they are going to lose customers because, you know, the guy that doesn't necessarily care about Rolex and he was like, he wasn't ready to buy a Rolex anyway. He was just told, hey, if you get a Rolex, it will hold its value. It's definitely a watch to have if you've arrived, if you've made some money, it's a great investment, blah, blah, blah. But he's going to say, you know what, why should I buy a Rolex when I can buy an Omega and I can buy a Breitling and I can buy, you know, whatever it may be. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. There's so many brands out there today that are all fighting for market share. So anyway, I just wanted to give you my two, two cents. You know, is this something that, you know, could come back to bite these brands in the ass? I think Rolex is pretty pretty much bulletproof, but the other brands, only time will tell what will happen, you know? Um, the fact that the jewelry companies are now sort of doing the same thing, and hey, listen, it's a great model to follow, but at the same time, you've got to, if you want to keep your clients and keep them happy and keep them interested and keep them loyal, you're going to need to do something that ensures that they come back. And this is almost like, not ensuring that this is not giving people confidence in your brand this is doing the exact opposite as much as it may look like it's doing that it's doing the exact opposite so if you have any questions you can reach out to me at amitdevhonda gmail.com or you can visit my website at www.amitdevhonda.com rock on fly back and stay healthy
to to 